0: taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events to the role of the board of directors to crisis management to the role of supply chains. We will look at all of these in this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do a podcast on it. Today I have visit with Sam McLean. Sam is the chief technology officer at Arctic. We consider the work-from-home environment, but from a little bit different angle, identifying exhaustion or frustration and physical clues that might be available on video calls, an area that every compliance officer needs to be aware of. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode, and today I have with me Sam McLean. Sam is the Chief Technology Officer at Arctic Wolf, and we're going to talk about an issue that I think does not get nearly enough play, if at all, today uh, in the area of coronavirus, and that is how can you stay engaged as an employer, as an employee in the era of virtual uh, working and working from home. So Sam, first of all, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Tom. It's great to be here.
0: Sam, I was wondering if you could tell the audience a little bit about your professional background and your
1: work at Arctic Wolf. Sure. So um, as, as Chief Technology Officer here at Arctic Wolf Networks, um, I basically uh, am an evangelist for the service as well as sort of keep my, my, my hands in, in all the different areas of the company. Um, I was one of the original founders of the company, and so I've basically been a salesperson. I've been a, you know an engineer, a security professional, and so I've sort of seen and done just about everything we do. Um, prior to that, I was a product manager and a, a sales director at Bluecoat Systems, so I've been in cybersecurity for two and a half, three decades um, doing this kind of work, almost always managing uh, remote workers, um, whether they be sales engineers, um, security professionals that tend to work remotely, um, but you know, that's sort of been my, my, my life, as it were. So, one
0: of the key uh, issues in compliance during coronavirus is how do you keep employees engaged? How do you get your message of compliance, whether it be my type of compliance, which is anti-corruption compliance, anti-money laundering, cyber compliance, uh, trade sanction compliance, really any compliance? How do you keep that message in front of, of an employee's mind through engagement? But you guys take it a step further because you ask the question of, how do you identify exhaustion? How do you identify frustration? How do you identify an employee who may be getting close to that line? Uh, they haven't crossed it yet, but they're certainly kicking dirt on it. How, how can you use the tools that are available to us today to um, keep employees engaged and from the employer side uh, kind of to make sure everybody's okay?
1: No, Tom. It's 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 a it's a great question, and it's a it's an interesting topic. Um, being a part of the cybersecurity industry, the past couple of years, the the sort of national conferences, whether it's RSA or Black Hat, have had tracks on the mental health of security professionals, uh, mostly because there's they're overworked. Um, and they're generally jump from fire to fire. So they're always in high pressure situations. Um, so we work hard at Arctic Wolf to make sure that our security professionals are, are well cared for. You, you sort of stay in tune with them because burnout's a problem. Um, take into account now the sort of work from home COVID environment from the past, you know, five, six months. And you add the, the element of you're no longer with that person. So, you know, when you're in an office environment, you'll walk past someone's desk and you'll notice it's dirtier than usual or they'll come in and they won't look like they've had a good night's sleep in the shower. And so you can actually lay eyes on, on the environment that a person sort of surrounds himself with. Um, and in a zoom world, all you have is that tiny little window that the camera captures, and you have no idea what's happening when they turn when they hop off a of zoom or just as they've come in because they've literally transitioned from a home environment back into a work environment. and that context switching doesn't have a car ride, doesn't have a, a bus commute or some kind of a of a time to sort of change mental states. Um, and, and that's a fairly unique, work environment to get used to. Um, so so what we what we try and focus on are what are the kinds of signals that you get from a remote engagement through Zoom that, that are going to be that kind of new signal, if you will.
0: Let me take that perhaps a step further. Uh, I've done professionally a lot of interviewing, not necessarily uh, adversarial interviewing, but an internal investigation interview, a risk assessment interview, an audit interview, uh, that's part of the compliance profession, or at least it was, a face-to-face interview for a variety of reasons. That is no longer available. Um, as a lawyer, I was taught to do utilize many of the same skills you just articulated. What does the person look like? What is their body language? Uh, you know, their hands, uh, are they shaking? Just a variety of signals, and now those signals are in many ways not available to me. Are there strategies that you guys are helping clients uh, understand to perform the types of work they have to do um, remotely now, such as an interview, such as a risk assessment, such as uh, an audit? Uh, are, uh, Are you getting those types of questions as well?
1: So We do get some of them, but but our engagements with our customers tend to be more consultative. It's not quite a a compliance-like interview. It's more of a, hey, we just discovered that this person downloaded a a malware-attached file, or we've detected a new vulnerability in your firewall that you need to fix. But what's interesting is, is that You have some of the same signal patterns of is the customer actually engaged? Are they paying attention? Do you feel as though they're going to take the action, the remediation required to clean that up? And and usually, if you're, usually we work remotely in that instance, but um, more often than not, we were calling their office. And so, you, you, again, the mindset and sort of the, the uh, composure of the individual was definitely more of a I'm in a work environment. Now you're talking to someone and a dog barks right? child comes in with homework problems, um, and it's really difficult. And, and so we, we are starting to teach the teams about the kinds of signals to look for to make sure someone's engaged. And again, that's similar to are you operating in a business environment when you're working from home? Are you keeping compliance and regulatory issues and workflows sort of, uh, you know, top of mind so that you're not making mistakes?
0: Sam, what are the maybe top two or three questions that uh, you're getting from your client base uh, now around cybersecurity in the age of coronavirus?
1: So, so, the top two things that we hear most often are um, how do I make sure that my employees' home environments, which are now part of the work environment, are secured? and how do i how do I make sure that the devices we give our our employees, like a laptop? aren't being used for other purposes. Again, it goes back to sort of that idea of if you're a lawyer and you know you've got confidential data records on a laptop, you're almost certainly not going to let your children go and play with it. But now that your work environment might be a portion of the kitchen table or a desk in your bedroom, depending upon what your home work environment is like, it's a lot harder to make that separation because you're there all the time and and that life-work balance now bleeds all together. And so we work with our customers to say, you know, make sure that the security measures you have on your laptops are are tested and are, and are Correct for the, the, the amount of risk that's that's there um, and also make sure that you've got the right visibility. So if things are going sideways, you can detect them from a security perspective. And then also, you know, just as an aside, because it is an issue that's that's uh, pretty, pretty dear to us. You know, make sure your, your people are engaged because if an employee is starting to lose interest in the company, they're starting to get burned out. That's also a risky employee for I'm going to take a sales list or I'm going to take customer data on my way out the door. And so there's risk that's increased as as employees get more frustrated working from home. Sam, I've been doing
0: this uh, podcast series, Compliance and Coronavirus, since about mid-March. And I used to ask a question, which was along the lines of where do you See, we'll be in Q three and Q four, and unfortunately, now as we're recording this in late September, twenty twenty, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask the question: Where do you see us, maybe a year or even eighteen months out from now, with some of the top cyber issues?
1: So that's a great question, and and I I think twelve to eighteen months is probably the the next correct sort of time frame. So I agree with that. Um, so what what I'm starting to notice, what we are starting to notice, is is that as people go through sort of With the withdrawal and fatigue of being at home and not being able to do all the social things, they're also missing that interaction, that human interaction that you got in the work environment. So people are starting to figure out what are the correct ways to to reestablish a work from home but work from the office sort of policy. Um, The interesting thing there is that there is isn't an HR group out there that's not going to say, if you have someone high risk in your life, don't come into work. You can stay home and you can work remote. So there are a couple things. One, the work from home environment and all the risks that came with it aren't going away anytime soon. So no matter what else we do, we have to maintain the vigilance of monitoring people's environments as they're a, a robo-warrior, if you will. But But the other thing is, as soon as you start to have some people coming into the office and others staying at home you have yet another issue of how do I keep the inclusion? How do I keep from alienating the people that are there? How do I keep from ostracizing them? Because a lot of times you're going to have a group of people that get together at work all the time. Let's say you do a team based and a team member that's staying at home isn't going to be there for the lunchtime and sort of the, the, the you know, the water cooler type talks. So how do you deal with that? in an Arctic wolf, Um, especially for our security professionals, we have video conferencing that spans the the offices, so that if you're working from remote, you show up just like you would in a Zoom. And we have done that from the beginning because we wanted to keep that sort of team dynamic, sort of the a w- remote worker should never shut off their their laptop or put their phone down from a client call and then feel like they're alone again. I wanted the, We wanted that feeling of you're always part of the company, part of the team. And that dynamic works really well um, for non sort of disparate work people um, in, you know, making sure that they feel included. So it's kind of an interesting thing of, you know what, if you've got conference rooms with video gear, make your team meetings in there and make sure that everyone can join it and leave them up so that people can join in, leave the door open, and that way people go, oh, hey, Sam, how's it going? Um, you know, good to see you. How are the kids? They can get that kind of personal interaction. Um, it, it, it's a it's a small cost, but the, the sort of Um, the the casual interactions that it drives definitely increases both the mental health and the inclusive feeling that you get as an employee.
0: Sam, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I wanted to ask two things. One is if anyone wanted more information on yourself or Arctic Wolf, where could they go?
1: So um, if you'd like more information from Arctic Wolf, feel free to go to our website, arcticwolf.com. Um, there's uh, there's lots of information there about what we do uh, as far as um, providing managed detection, managed risk services. Um, if they'd like to get in touch with me, I'm on LinkedIn, um, and, and you can reach me at ArcticWolf as sam.mclean at ArcticWolf.com.
0: And the second thing is, as we move forward uh, through the end of this year and uh, into 2021, uh, perhaps I could call upon you again to uh, give us some guidance on where we might be in the cybersecurity world at that point in time.
1: I'd uh, I'd love to talk to you some more.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This is the only B two B podcast which brings clear and sane information for both the compliance professional and a business executive. If I could ask you uh, to do one thing, if you could tell one person about this podcast, I'm trying to get the word out uh, about this motioning podcast in the Compliance Podcast Network. So if you could tell one person about it, send them a copy, send them a link, do something uh, to help me publicize this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Compliance and Coronavirus is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network, and it appears Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of each week. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me again for another episode.